Hello, Pastor Deborah here again. This is me. We're in another word of encouragement video for you today. Once again, I'm using a motion video from Pixabay. They're a wonderful organization that I'm able to download and use freely. But if you would desire, to donate to the creator, you are welcome. It's on their website and how to do it. This motion video is to help us see, ponder, and understand spiritual things that maybe your eyes have never thought about. So welcome again to another word of encouragement video. From Agape Love, Love is Here's Zoom Studio. Agape Love is a global teaching ministry that goes all over the world. So let's look at the topic and the number for today. This is number 36 10 of 2022. I'm working our way through the weeks of 2022, trying to get ahead. And when I get up to 52, which we're only in 10, I'll start 2023. It helps me so that I am far ahead and I can record other videos. So that each week you will have new videos to be educated spiritually by from Pastor Deborah. This one, number 36 10 of 2022, is entitled, Where Does Wisdom Come From? Have you ever asked that question? This one is based on Proverbs 2 6 through 9 and James 1 5. As you know, I work out of the King James authorized version of the Bible. It's the one with no commentaries. I have to go to the strong concordance to even understand many of the words that were originally written in Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic and the Webster's Dictionary. I use those two to help me. And then even when I don't have the spiritual understanding, I learned long time ago to put the word spiritual in front of the words in the Bible. If you don't do that, you don't get the deep spiritual understanding. For Jesus tells us long, long in the future from these scriptures that his words are spirit and they are life. But if you only look at the Bible through the eyes of the natural, for the natural body, for the flesh, when he talks about being hungry, you only see earthly hunger, not spiritual hunger. I had to put that word spiritual in front of everything and then teach from that viewpoint so that you would understand God's words of spirit and life. If you see something brown coming up, oops, right over here, that's my chair behind me. I'm not using my green screen today. I'm not 
liking it at all. I've got to do something different. So I kind of have little fluctuations uh, when I move my body, as you can see. The background comes through. But I love these motion videos to teach. We're up somewhere off of planet Earth, that's for sure, moving through something. So be encouraged. Pastor Deborah's here with a word of encouragement for you and asking you the question, where does wisdom come from? But before we begin, let's have prayer. It helps us set our heart and mind and eyes in the right place. And it invites our teacher spiritually to be here and help us. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit into these words. And that you help us to understand your words of spirit and their life to our spirit. Father, we need your help tremendously. For we look at so much of your word through natural eyes, eyes of flesh. We don't see behind them what you're spiritually trying to teach us. So we need your help. We need your Holy Spirit, your spiritual teacher and governor of the kingdom of heaven to help us to understand the realm of the kingdom of heaven where you live and you are the king and you have decreed and declared and prophesied these words to us to help us to grow and learn spiritually that then we could help our soul be transformed from the icky mess it is now with its ideas and thoughts and concepts, precepts, and its feelings into the proper helpmate that it was always intended to be for the spirit and be the expression of you through the spirit through the from the spirit to the soul and out through the biological mouth and hands father we thank you that you will help us today in this and this word of encouragement thank you in the name of christ jesus amen all right let's begin with proverbs 2 proverbs was written by king solomon the son of King David and Bathsheba. He asked for wisdom and God gave it to him. And the wisdom was to rule his people, his nation, so that he could rule righteously by the counsel of God. And God gave it to him. So he wrote this book called Proverbs to help us. And he was the king after King David of Israel. Israel means prince. According to God, he says your spirit is Israel, and inside of it is to have a temple, a holy holies, and your spirit and your soul should be considered the temple of the Lord. The soul is like the outer court where all the sacrifices are made. The physical body is like the tent that goes around the outside that everybody sees. But inside the spirit, God wants to build his city of peace, Jerusalem. He wants to settle down there, build his temple, have his throne room, where his Holy Spirit is the governor and ruler of the spirit. And it shines out and counsels the spirit 
in the ways of the kingdom of heaven, helping the spirit to develop the culture of a kingdom citizen and a child of God, made in the very image and likeness of its father, the king of heaven. That's right. The Holy Spirit, the governor, is to transform your spirit into believing it is a king that is a God on earth. And you are made spiritually with the mind of Christ, the mind of the Son of God, made in his image and after his likeness. That takes a lot of work for the Holy Spirit. Took him a long time in Pastor Deborah, but I got there. I still have a long way to go, but I'm there most of the way. So let's get started with this word of encouragement for you today. Proverbs 2, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom. Now that tells us that the Lord, that means owner, he owns wisdom. He gives it. Now, does your God give you wisdom? Does he talk to you in dreams, help to answer questions for you that you may have about life, yourself, your family? Does the Lord's wisdom through the Holy Spirit to your spirit guide your soul in what to do? I just had a wonderful young man from another country say he had a friend in Africa who wants this man in another nation to build his church. And I told him that sometimes that may not be God's desires for this man's money. He had lots of it, that's for sure. But this young man had to go to God himself, find out God's counsel and wisdom for his money. Sometimes God preferred to have a hospital, a school, houses to help grow crops, have stores that can employ people. A church building, nobody usually lives in it, except maybe one person, the pastor. And it has to be maintained. You don't have to have it to, be, to worship God in a building. You don't have to have that. But it is a sign if you're a pastor that, oh, God is blessing you. So I told this young man in another nation that he needs to go and watch a couple videos. One was George Mueller, who took care of 10,000 orphans way, way back in England. God asked him to do it, take the kids off the streets. God became the provider. This man, George Mueller, never asked the church to sponsor it give money to hire staff. He just said, we're going to build a building. That was it. He knew it was God's responsibility to speak to his people who he wanted. It was God's responsibility to provide what was needed. God had asked for this of this man, George Muir. I have it up on the website. Excellent. When I watched his biography, read his book, I realized my faith was at a very small level. It wasn't even up to George's level. I didn't have the relationship with God that George had, and that wasn't even at Jesus Christ's level. But I learned a powerful thing. 
If God asks you to do something, God himself is responsible for getting what you need. He will speak to whoever he wants to, and he will supply your needs his time, his way, without you begging for it, asking other humans for it. So this George Mueller taught me, you go to God. So I told this young man in another nation, you go to God, watch this video. Then I sent him two stories about me. After I had learned about George Mueller and my faith had grown in God and trusted him, I would ask him for some powerful things that's not really heard of in priors. I was helping a young five-year-old boy who was in multi-generational Satanism. He wanted to know this God, but didn't know who he was. Didn't know if he had any power against Satan. And he asked me if I, this God could do some things for his family. One, get his brother out of jail, get his mother out for drugs. And God did that. Then I asked him, was there anything that this God could do for him, a five-year-old? And I asked him if he had a Game Boy. He said he did. I said, how about this? If God will make your Game Boy play without electricity or batteries, then you could trust him and believe in him. Because this little five-year-old grew up in and seen the power of Satan and demons to do things, bring people's death, sicknesses, move money all over the world. So I was going to show him God's power. And guess what? God did it right then and there in prayer. The young boy, five years old, took his game boy to school, to his friends, and they all saw it. Couldn't believe it. They all got saved, and they believed in this God. Mm -hmm. Then another time, I had a request from a young girl named Amanda to help some kids who were living in the streets and tunnels of a city here in America named Chicago. They were runaways, orphans. And the boys and the girls were going out on the streets trying to get food for babies. Boys were stealing milk and diapers. Girls were prostituting to get money to feed everyone. Broke Amanda's heart, broke my heart, and broke God's heart. So I asked him if he'd ever heard the story of Jacob's ladder. Now, only you can tell these stories and be a part of this. Only if you understand God, you read his word, you look at what he did in the past. Jacob's ladder is where Jacob was laying down on a rock and went to sleep and had a dream. He saw a ladder going all the way up to heaven. At the very top, he saw the Lord standing and he saw angels ascending. That means going up and coming down. That means angels were here on the earth, unseen to Jacob. And when he woke up, he says, wow, I didn't know this place was blessed. Poured water or oil on the rock and blessed it. I took that story about angels going up and down ladders. God standing at the top and told this young man named Chris, had he ever heard the story? He said, no. So I told him. And then I prayed and I said, Father God, send your ladder. Send your angels and one of mine named Samuel down and bring whatever these children need so they will believe in you. That the government cannot care for them. The organizations cannot. Only you are their provider. 
I knew God wanted to help them. I knew God's heart was breaking and he wanted to show them that he was their provider, just like George Mueller and the orphans. So I prayed. Samuel, my great angel that was given to me, went. And with him came others. I told the young man to go on top of the roof of the building to see the ladder. And he did. It was golden. Samuel came down and he was given orders to fix the water in the building, an abandoned building. Get a school set up, bring diapers, clothes, food, and set black angels around the building to protect it. All of that was done. The stories on the website in the Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 2, called Jacob's Ladder. Then I sent this young man another story that I was involved in because my faith had grown to George Mueller's at least about angel planes. God was always and is always in the business of rescuing people. I would ask God to send planes with angels flying them filled with necessities for food and clothes and go into deep darkness places here on earth where there are people being held against their will, maybe in brothels, human trafficking, caves, dungeons, castles, and go rescue them. And they did. And I had some wonderful, wonderful men who still were in Satanism, but they were undercover, special ops. And they would go. And how come the air traffic controllers FAA never saw the planes because when God wants to do things his way, it's undercover. And when everything was rescued and taken to wherever God wants them to go, the planes just disappeared. Mm -hmm. God does not work where people can see it. He works through faith. And he works with the permission of a human being. So here we're learning that God gives wisdom. So I was telling this young man in this other nation for him to pray. Watch those videos. Read those stories. And ask God, what does he want him to do with his money there in that African nation? It may be to build the church, but he needs counsel, not pressure from the pastor. Maybe God wants something else done. Don't know. I even sent him from Google all about that African nation for him to study. Well, guess what happened? When I'm going to sleep, this pastor from that church came to me in the spirit. And he asked me, why did I tell that young man who was probably a billionaire not to give money to him and build the church. How dare I do that? I said, I didn't tell him to do that. I said, I'm to talk to God and find out what God wanted him to do with his money that God helped him to make. Oh, you should have seen the evil, wicked thing that came out of him. It was like that thing that popped out of Bilbo when he saw his old ring again on Frodo's neck. It was ugly. This pastor is not of God. He's got poison in him from Satan. He's got demonic spirits. 
and he is just trying to get himself lifted up by having a building. And he's hoping to sucker in and suck in this young man with millions and millions of dollars to spend. That was just yesterday. So who gives wisdom? God does. Proverbs 6 goes on. It comes out of his mouth. Comes his knowledge and his understanding. He has to talk to you. Now, I read his word. And that's one level of relationship with God. But the best level is a partnership in prayer, in deep counsel with him. Can God come to you and say, what would you do in this situation? How would you resolve it? He did that to me years ago to teach me how to be in partnership and counsel with him. He asked me there was a city here in America that had so much sin in it. And there were demonic spirits going from that city on over to Europe to a powerful, powerful spiritual headquarters. And he asked me, how would I stop these tunnels for these demonic spirits? I said, hmm, in your Bible, you had people block up wells. So, people, so how about let's put some spiritual rocks at, in this city in America and fill up that tunnel so those that were in the city couldn't go back to their homeland, and reinforcements couldn't come. There was no longer a tunnel. And how did I know about tunnels? I studied the southern border of America and how the drug cartels built tunnels. Yeah, even people dig tunnels to get out of prison. So you got to know tactics to escape and how the enemy will use them. So I learned something about that pastor in that African community and nation. He has poison in him, just like Bilbo did from the ring. It poisoned him where he had such a horrible, wicked thing come out of him. It even shocked him. It was like a demonic spirit that was infused with his spirit. Ugh. That was not a nice pastor. So God is telling us he gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So wisdom consists of knowledge and understanding. You can have the word, memorize it, quote it, and have no knowledge of what it really means spiritually. You can quote the word and have no understanding of what it means spiritually. So therefore, you have no spiritual wisdom to apply it to situations in this earth, in the realm of the spirit. And that takes us off to James 1.5. Verse 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, do you lack wisdom? Which means that you would lack knowledge and understanding. Let him ask of God that gives to all men, liberally, freely, overwhelmingly, and does not confuse us, and it is not twisted or perverted. It is wisdom, and it shall be given to him who asks. 
Are you asking for God's wisdom to know what to do with your money? Are you asking God if this is his desire? I don't think that pastor in Africa, that was his heart's desire. That's what this young man was telling me from another nation. That was the pastor's desire to build a church. Church buildings can easily be blown up. We see that in other nations where mosques and temples are blown up by suicide bombers. Buildings mean nothing. Even the word of God that's written can be burned, destroyed. So you have to have some kind of understanding and wisdom of God to know what God wants to do. And if you have a lot of money like this young man did, you got to know what he wants you to do with his money that he allowed you to make, even though this young man really serves the other guy, but he has a walk with God, but he's torn between the two. Mm -hmm. So I told him, you go to, you watch the George Mueller, read the stories, go to God in prayer and say, what do you want me to do with your money that I have been allowed to make and am a shepherd of and manage with this pastor? I said, he might God might want you to build schools, provide employment for people, maybe build a supermarket for food, maybe help with farming equipment. I don't know. That's not my call. That's God. He knows what he desires. It's his heart that we must consider, not the pastors. So I told this young man, get into prayer and talk to God. God will direct him, give him knowledge, understanding, and the wisdom he needs to do what God wants him to do in that African nation with or through that pastor to help people the Lord's way. He told me, he said, well, maybe I could finance building a church. I told him, I don't do that. Been there, done that. That doesn't change anybody. That won't help those who do not believe in God. A building is easy, blown up. I work to help people the Lord's way. So I have to know what God's heart is and only his heart and his desires matter, which is if you study Isaiah 61 and 62, there it is. And you will know what God wants to do, and that should be your same desires. Not what a pastor wants. A building is nothing but stones from the earth and the natural. God wants to build spiritual temples in the spirit of humanity. His new city of Jerusalem, his holy of holies. How do you do that with money? You got to get the word out. Got to have teachers. But do you have to help people live through hospitals? Yes. Schooling? Yes. Farming? Jobs? Yes. Everybody has a different calling. So we are learning that God gives wisdom through knowledge and understanding by his speaking. So if you don't have a relationship with God, and all you do in prayer is quote scriptures, bow, and just pray in unknown languages and you never get interpretations and you just read the scriptures, but you have no personal relationship and God does not talk to you. 
and you don't hear him, then you're not receiving his counsel. If you're looking at the word and just see God feeds the hungry and all you see is, well, God's supposed to provide earthly food. He did when he was teaching about the kingdom of heaven, trying to show the authority of the kingdom. But he didn't offer anybody jobs. He told them, go to work, get up, you're healed, go to work. He was after their spirits. He's after their faith, their belief, changing their concepts and their soul. So now let's go stay with Proverbs 2, 6 through 9, verse 7. God lays up, has stored up, has sound and good and righteous legal wisdom for the righteous ones, those in right legal standing with him as his child that obey his laws and commandments who have been born again, even if they're children. He, God, the God of King Solomon, his wisdom are a strong buckler, the bond to one's shoes that you have to walk in to them that live uprightly. He helps you walk and stand up. He helps you to go places that you may not want to go. He'll show you where to go in your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas. He'll help you to get off the rocky path, the perverse path, the twisted ones that have no light in them. Verse 8. He, this wisdom of God, keeps and shows, has the path of judgment and justice shown for us. The way is made known to us by God's wisdom through having knowledge and understanding. And the way that we're to walk, he preserves, he keeps safe for us. If we have a relationship, if we're seeking his counsel, his desires, not yours, not another human's, but we seek his. Verse number nine, when, with, when the wisdom of God is your buckler, the bond of your life, your shoes, that which you walk in, then shall one understand righteousness and judgment and equity. That means every good path. God says you can't understand any of that without me, without my knowledge, with my, without my understanding. That produces my wisdom. You cannot understand it. You can't walk in it. You're blind still. You're just a child. Trying to obey things you don't know. And you have to be there at first. Pastor Deborah was many, many times. He asked me to do things I didn't want to do. Stop doing things I wanted to keep doing. I didn't like it. My soul wanted to do what I wanted to do. What I thought was best. 
But God could always see around the corner, down the road, years ahead. He knew what Satan would have planned for me. And I had to remember, he's the only one that really loves me. I'm going to be in his arms when I leave this dirt body. I'm a partner with him. He's trying to keep me and him safe. He has a purpose for me. He's trying to protect that. He's trying to, if I had done it my way, I wouldn't be here on a video with you. And I've done it my way many times and it didn't work out. And I didn't reach very many people. And my soul was happy. But not like this. Mm -hmm. So I have this question to ask of you. Your word of encouragement is, where does wisdom come from? Who are you getting it from? What books, what partnership, relationship are you getting wisdom from? Is it this from this God of King Solomon, who is the son of King David, whose God was the Lord and owner and king of Israel? Is that who you get your wisdom from, your knowledge and understanding, or are you getting it from something else? Maybe from social media and all the opinions, maybe your parents, maybe your culture, maybe the faith you're in. King Solomon is telling us God's righteous, pure knowledge and understanding and his wisdom only comes from him. And you get it when he speaks. And if you're not in a relationship with him, you're not seeking him in partnership. You will not get it. That's what I was telling this young man in this other nation about this pastor in Africa. I don't think this young man knew to do that. He wants to please people, make people happy, maybe put something in his account that he did something for God. Are there needs? Yes. But it is not our decision to make what we give our money to. It is God's. He gave you the ability to work, the ability to make money. It is his responsibility to tell you what to do with his money. Mm -hmm. I don't have any. I have none to give. So I tried that. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Some people are to do that. But God is really interested in Isaiah 61 and 62, spiritually being fulfilled. That's his heart's desires. So you have to ask him. You got to take it up with him in prayer. That is your word of encouragement. Be encouraged. You can get the wisdom. You can get the understanding, but it only comes from him through prayer, through a deep relationship, through obedience, through seeking him and asking him to help you. Dear Heavenly Father, for all those who have been seeking wisdom and knowledge and understanding from every source but you, help them to come back to you as their source. For wisdom. Build a relationship with them. Help them to grow in their faith 
and trust in you and not cry out as a beggar on the streets. You say the pagans even do that. Help them, Father, to pray to you for help, for wisdom, and to trust you that you are at work. And even if it doesn't come the way that they want, I just had a picture sent to me on LinkedIn about a precious little child in Africa who died. Oh, everybody's sorrowful, and it is because their life is no longer here on planet Earth. But I told the pastor, she is not dead. You will see her again in heaven. She is alive. She's out of all her misery and pain. And help all the children because many are going to die of sickness, disease, hunger. There are wars all over the world. There's poisoned water. They're kidnapped. They're killed, left out on the roads to die, neglected, orphaned, stolen, boarded in the wombs, killed in infancy. Help them to find this God of wisdom. And he will become their father. And when their time is up, he will take them in his arms. And they will be out of this earth. And some of us got to stay here and deal with all this ick. But others, they go on. We'll see them again. And they will come back to a new earth with a new body. It's just one season of their life is over. So be encouraged. Seek this God of wisdom. Seek his knowledge and understanding. He will help you. Father, do all you can to help all that watch this, that they will look to you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay. I will see you again on another Word of Encouragement video. Bye.